wish I was a little bit taller. I wish you were a baller. I wish I had a girl on a phone. I'm a caller. What up, Chris? Oh, excuse me. Jesus, where'd that come from? What up, Chris? <laughs> that, there's that butter voice. Yeah. yeah there's that butter voice I've missed for so long. It feels like it's been a minute. We haven't seen you since New York City, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. We did part ways in JFK yeah, yeah. with a fist bump, and I haven't seen you in three weeks. That's the truth. Yeah, Ruth. Nice to see you, brother. You too. Happy birthday in the meantime. That happened between then and now as well. Thank you very much. 45. What does it mean when they say, I haven't seen you in a grip? That's like hella. Yeah, it's like hella. <laughs> but what does the grip mean? It's kind of like a bit. A, a bunch. A bit of a grip. A bunch of... Yeah. A, a lot of time. Like if you were to grab onto a pile of time, you could probably hold a bunch. It's a grip of time. <laughs> <laughs> that that's it. That's your logic. That's my logic. Okay, <laughs> it's not the most literal translation, okay. but it's, I think you yeah. you nailed the spirit yeah. of it. My logic is that when you see someone all the time, you don't have to shake their hand and give them a hug, right? Sure. You Ooh. just you're going straight grip. It's like, <laughs> like hey, what the word means <laughs> you you, yeah. you give them a handshake. Yeah. So someone to, someone said that to me, like, oh man, I haven't seen you in the grip, and then they gave me a handshake yeah. and a hug. I like that so much better. <laughs> I like that so much so better. So I was like, oh, a grip. That means um, we haven't seen each other in a long time. We can't just like disregard right. the fact that we haven't seen each other. So we have to Bring grip hands in. and grip bodies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Jason, welcome to the show. Oh, thank yeah, you. <laughs> Falling right in line. There yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah. Well, shit, man. We don't. We don't have to talk about New York. No, so we'll get to right that later. We'll get, come we'll up. Get this to that later. Some East Coast music we're going to listen to tonight. Let's talk about the shoes just for a second. Yeah, the, the sneakers. That yeah, I'm yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. yeah. the sneakers you got in New York City. Yeah. I am kidding. Those New York City they sneakers. They get noticed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you want to describe them? You want to? What do we? Well, you know, from an outside perspective. Okay, I, outside I'm, perspective, I'm, yeah, I noticed them and. Uh, I was like, those are nice shoes, Chris. And uh, you're like, oh, they're, uh, what are they called? Rubber cap or toe cap or something? Shell top. Shell top. Shell top. Okay. Shell toes. Yeah. <laughs> but they are uh, Adidas, really classy looking, and um, got silver stripes. Silver stripes Reflective on a black. Silver stripes. Reflective. And what was explained to me. I didn't have a choice. It was If I wanted those black shoes, they were they, that's the stripe. Okay. Um and typically, I would like white stripe. And the guy said, what I remember in New York from a, a slight bit of haze. Because <laughs> I don't know what time of night we bought those shoes. Or day. Or day. Or day. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> um, it might come back to us at some point. But the, the reflective nature makes it look clean all the time. Make they, it look real white. They look super good. And the contrast that the reflective three-stripe... <laughs> <laughs> brings on to the black um, suede, and they, they look they look killer. They're, they're cool, and they're called like superstar, right? Superstars, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot. I, I I grew up actually about the time I heard this album that we were going to get into. Uh, I started wearing um, different types of Adidas because I used to always wear the Samba, uh, which became the Samba Classic, which is the kangaroo leather. That's oh, for real? All-time, yeah, all-time favorite shoe. Oh. I mean, top shoe. And you were an indoor soccer 
guy. You yeah. know, you I know you played a lot of indoor soccer and those that was probably around shoes. the time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then they stopped making those. They replaced the leather with plastic, then they started making the gazelles. And that yes. was like that's when I was like, Oh, Adidas is gonna start doing, you know, sneaker sneakers. Yeah. You know? Gazelles are nice. fancy stuff. I like huh. gazelles. Gazelles were great, so I started wearing those. I used to slice, I used to sipe the bottoms for indoor soccer because they weren't necessarily made for it. it had a different tread pattern, different rubber, and then uh, yeah, now here we are. Yeah, you lucky then. Black shell tops, dude. <laughs> you lucky didn't have those Joy Division Doc Martens in my size, or I'd be stealing your shine. Right <laughs> you, you, you did look at shoes. Um, we, went, we went shoe shopping. <laughs> Spur of the moment shoe shopping. Some like, real <laughs> sex in the city shit right uh-huh. there. It was window. It was window inspired, right? That's right. Yeah. You guys are walking around. What about those gray ones you bought? I didn't I didn't see those yet. The yeah. ones you bought in, in London. Yeah. You know, I put those away for the last little bit since I got these. Back in the box? Not in the box, but in the suitcase. <laughs> Climbing control closet. I, I wore them on the boat for a little bit and they started getting... A little dinge scuff. Oh. And I was like, I got to be careful because okay. those are gray suede with black stripes. Okay. I forget what they're called. Oh, the swing, specials. Yeah. Specials. Adidas is on point right now for sponsors who have no idea that they're our sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Adidas. This week is brought to you by Adidas. Yeah. That's right. Don't take our word for it. That's the D and MC. Yeah. <laughs> Boom. And, and uh, maybe the ones that you got in New York are a little more maritime friendly, huh? I think so. Okay. They're, they're a little more resilient. All right. Yeah, and they're black, so you got you have a little bit yeah. of leeway. And they got the shell toe. No, no pun intended. You know? I think this is the how oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the first pair of shell toe shoes I've ever had. Closest was uh, Converse, but those aren't shell toes. But those were Not like quite. full rubber cap. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sneakers. I'm I'm stoked. <laughs> I want to buy more. I'm kind of getting the. I'm understanding oh. Steve. Fucking, Is he a sneaker head? You know, Steve Withercombe, that guy like he shoes. Got oh. some, he's got some fresh footwear most of the time. He, he got a lot. Mm-hmm. ML, ML DeMarcos level. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's built He's built the, the shoe shelf. Yeah. And yeah. it's hidden behind a wall. He has to like knock on twice. Right? Like, yeah. that, you know, it just spins out. <laughs> but at least he wears them, you know. There's people that buy shoes and then just want to look at them, you know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The, the Air Jordan... Uh, collector guys, Nike, Nike Air Force One, all that stuff, and then just like have a shelf of Nikes, and then Steve's wearing his shoes, yeah. right? Yeah, he's, yeah. Oh, he's got, sure. got a lot of them for sure. And if you if you um, ever notice Steve with a new pair of shoes, and you go, Steve, with those new pair of shoes, <laughs> he starts smiling immediately. Oh. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> It's not like, oh, you noticed. Yeah. Kind of like, well, yes, they are. I love shoes. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Worst on point with shoes. Yeah. Worst vices you could have. Do you know? You, you know how I, there's we check in with ourselves every now and then about how how am I doing? Like, how well am I doing? Sometimes it's in a mirror and it doesn't go so well. <laughs> Taking stock. Sometimes it's while you're driving and maybe you know go either way. Um, Stevo Stevo has commented several times on two different pairs of pants that I own. Ooh. One of them I'm wearing right now. Yeah, those are sweet. Ma- Thank you, <laughs> dude. And he's just like, your, your pants game is coming up. <laughs> he called it out one day. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it makes me feel so good. I'm trying. Yeah. Well, you know? they're like a, um, 
I, what is that material called? It's like they put it on um, furniture. You know, it's yeah. a mic- microfiber. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, have you seen me sweating in these once? No, oh, yeah, not at all. Don't stay no. either. <laughs> it's scotch guarded. <laughs> That's a smell you got. <laughs> beads up in the, in the rain. Yeah, yeah. The, I bought these in Holland. I love these pants. I, really? bought, I looked at them for about a week and a half and psyching myself Remember up. Dutch pants? Yeah, these are Dutch pants. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, man. I'll show you the inside, the pocket liners. Yeah, really? They're sweet. <laughs> All right. But it was at a maritime store, but like a boutique maritime store. This is maritime store. pants. Dutch maritime pants. Yep. They used to have the biggest navy in the world. They know where from which they speak. Wow. God told me every time I walked through the door. <laughs> wow. They, uh, these were on a mo- uh, nah, on a model that they paid. They do it in Europe now. They just pay people to a model person. their clothes. They were on a mannequin. Uh, okay. And uh, who was dressed really well. <laughs> this store was on our commute, uh, our walking commute to and from work. And uh, I think I commented them uh, every time I saw them. Maybe not, but more often than not. And finally, I was like, I had like the afternoon before we were leaving um, and nobody was around. I was walking and I was like... I've been planning this. I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to, when I got time, I'm going to that store when it's open and I might have an afternoon. I'm getting these fucking. And I went in there. They had a pair of red ones on the, on the rack that were the same size as these tan ones. And the guy intelligently says, try on the red ones first because if those fit, then I don't have to strip the mannequin in front of all these people. Um, And so the red ones fit. Just like these. <laughs> and that day I bought two pairs of pants. You bought the red and the gray, you baller. Oh, man. yeah. What do you save the red ones for? New Year's. Ooh. <laughs> There's only two people who can pull off red pants. You and Sammy Hagar. <laughs> yeah, right? It's all about timing, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> um, are they microfiber? No, they're they're like a cotton, but they're they're a good something. I don't know. He yeah. said they're. He said what's nice about these pants is they're easy to wash. They're durable, and you can kind of get them dirty. Um, they're literally made for being out on the water. Like they're just nice and warm, and you know, fucking. So you didn't buy them at like a department store. You bought no, them at it like was a, a small boutique store that had like really nice sweaters. Um, for for like sailing some and cable shit. Niche okay. like, cable niche. Okay. Cable niche. They had like Helly Hansen. Uh, no. No. Like hardly any brands that you heard of. Like European brands. But did they have like rubber raincoats and foul weather gear or not racks of it? They maybe had one model, but they weren't going into the foul weather rubber boot stuff. They're okay. going into the like schooner sailing stuff. Like I okay, you know, pants and leather boots. Turtleneck when I, when I climbed the <laughs> ship and, and, and whatnot. It was like like yeah. Like, yeah, bro. Yeah. Jesus. I'm uncomfortable talking about my pants, so I enjoy it, but I don't, I, you know. Well, we can talk, about, talk about your jacket game, because that's gone up. Too. You just really, something's gone down with you in the last year, and you just, you're just kind of, you're just kind of flexing on the fashionista front, man. Oh, thanks, you know, I'm just saying I'm getting influenced by the places you're, that I'm going you're a citizen to. of the world, man. Citizen of the world. Very cosmopolitan look that you I, get going here. Do you want to know something? As one of the inspirations for buying that down jacket I did in London is sitting to my left right now. Yeah. Jason Laramie. What? Oh, did you get a... Um 
did you get a uh, uh it's not a brand no. you're gonna recognize no 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 no, it's, no. it's called uh <laughs> it's called super it's called um down no it's called uh syndrome it's called super dry no, it's, I don't think it's anything special. I told you to get some fucking super dry sweatpants at the airport. <laughs> That's where you get them at the airport? Well, you get them in London, uh, but they have a super dry <laughs> store at the airport, and they uh, have down nice. coats. But I did not. I, I missed it. I missed I, that. I, I surfed with this French couple, and they had super dry hoodies and sweatpants, and it's just like, all you want to Feel is super dry after you get out of the water. That's like forty-seven degrees Fahrenheit, and they had the fucking outfit on, and they were eating French cheese and sausage or whatever. <laughs> so it's like if I ever get an opportunity to get a pair of super dry sweatpants, I'm gonna do it. And I bought Angie a pair and I bought myself a pair. Yeah. And I said, if you're going to London, you should get these sweatpants. <laughs> are, they're awesome. They're like really well made. But yeah, you didn't get a super dry down. No coat. No, and I didn't. I, I didn't get any sweatpants. What uh, the hell did I do to influence you? Because you've been rocking down and that like that kind of pre, uh, post surf. Oh yeah, like I'm getting out of the water and you fucking throw on. Yeah, bring that core temp. You got to bring that core temp. You got to respect it, but you also got to take a little bit of rain on your shoulders, maybe. Oh, and this yeah. is it's not like a hooded thing. It's a, it's just a nice quilted down jacket yeah um and kind of slender fit not like the, the life jacket kind well because you're, you're slender i'm slender fit. i'm starting <laughs> i think that's actually what's happening is i'm starting to buy clothes that fit me <laughs> my mom stopped sending me shirts that are large <laughs> and uh i realized that socks don't have to stay around for a long time true or underwear right sometimes what country is your underwear from <laughs> uniqlo China then, so it's about to get expensive for them Dude, underwear. Sweat, the yeah. sweatshirt from Uniqlo. Yeah. Uniqlo, I'm, I don't know. It's in South Center though. Yep, they're all over the place. They're like the world's target, and it's awesome. Dude, good Un- undies, good sweatshirt. Uniqlo. Yeah. How do you spell it? Uniqlo. <laughs> that doesn't U-N-I-Q-Lo, that's... Low. You know whatever. It's yeah, a red Q-L-O. white logo. Okay, so yeah, it's yeah, not phonetic. No, right. when you look at it, you'll go unit uniqlo. Okay, and that's, that's how you know you're in the, the right place, huh? Hit it up. You know what else we should hit up? This, this record. Fucking record, man. This is a good record. You don't say. Have you listened to this recently, Jared? For the first time today. Really? Oh, really? <laughs> Seriously? I, I knew a couple songs off this, as it turns out, but to sit down and listen to this album, this was the first time. All right. Fresh. Real fresh. We're talking about morphine. Morphine's second album. album. What's it called? What's it called, Jay? Cure for Pain. That's on the nose. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, there's some sadness going on. Morphine, Cure for Pain. It feels feels like like a heavy album. Yeah, and some of that's, you know, they are a very low-endy band. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. The guy sings even in a croon, and they got the, the bass and the crazy two-string bass he's playing with a slide like yeah. what the fuck is that all about yeah um he i think he made he has a history of making his own used to make his own bass right and uh Take started that. with a one string with a slide and <laughs> then added a second string huh 
slide. It's bass. a unique sound. He plays yeah. a two-string bass. Yeah, I didn't know that. Well, listen, should we uh, just roll into this? Let's do it. Oh shit! Look at me. Get Nick. Look cute. at me. Are we downloading the album now too? Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's the best. Some show I used we'll to watch or something. Uh, let me see your face. They had, uh, they were on the movie yeah, Spanking the Monkey. On, was, uh, the oh the boy! Stage. Wait, the music was or they were the music. On, okay. um, and I don't know if it was playing at this the name of this song. This is so good. Guys, voice is kind of smooth. peak settling down into it into that nice groove all the while maintaining this like kind of like low end you know um groove to it mm-hmm. but they never suffer from not getting too high they always hit that that progression of you know the plane a plane a plane a plane oh no and then you think oh okay that's that's where it goes there's so much character to the lyric back. yeah and it's not just dependent on i i went higher or or I blew my voice out. They just have this you have dimensionality. Be, you have to be good with your dynamics when you they they're playing on a short set. I mean, guy's got two strings, got the sax, and that's not a big rack mounted tom drum kit the guy's playing there. No. So you gotta ma- you gotta A, now you gotta write good songs because you got nothing to hide, but you got half of everything everyone else hides behind. Right. And you better be on your dynamics about it too. Yeah, yeah. Or you you wouldn't we wouldn't be talking about them right now, goddamn. <laughs> so they didn't get a huge amount of uh, attention in America, right? They were big in Portugal, and, and guess where else they were? Huge I think, uh, Wikipedia told me Australia and Belgium. Ah, huge in Belgium. <laughs> huge in Belgium. See, for real though. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's that uh, that design sense where they, they that Belgian audience can really appreciate. 
the subtlety. Uh, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I got nothing. But American jazz blues music. This is it's such a nice confluence of several different styles yeah. coming together. Well, Jay, you picked this album. What? When did you? Would you come into contact with these guys? Not until um, probably '95 or '96. So it had already okay. been out for a couple of years, and uh, um, I was seeing a girl in Boston. I was working in Boston. We were working in the same place, so I was shitting where I sleep, <laughs> and. Um, it was just really, really awesome music. Yeah. And she These are Massachusetts little, guys, too, yeah, right? Yeah, they're from Cambridge. Right. And uh, um, I, I did get to see them, like, within that term. I was living in Boston uh, at, like, Boston Commons. And it was, like, you know, one of those, like, festival things where uh-huh. they're so far away. But I heard their sound. I'm laying on a blanket or something like that. Didn't want to bother getting up close. But... Um, yeah, I remember like listening to them a lot in the car and at work, and uh, and just really digging the sound, like that really thick bass, and then just like feeling the warmth of the the sax, and and um, I remember I was telling Chris uh, this was one of those CDs that I had bought in the past that I was like I need to find it on vinyl because when you listen to this on vinyl. It's just like buzzes and yep. it feels super warm, and uh, especially that opening track, just like just vibrates, you know, like not not in a in a positive way. Yeah, good yeah. vibrations. Yeah, this particular song. I don't know if you listened to that last Bowie album, Black Star. It's a song called Lazarus. That is, he's, he's putting a little morphine flavor on, wow. on his stuff for sure. Like it's. This song in particular made me think of that. Really? Oh, he was was digging this. Yeah. Matching the vocals. It's like a like a blues song, I guess, right? Matching the vocals to the sax and just like it's a lot of that that um cello tone. You know, it's that just it's not too deep that it's unachievable Mm -hmm. and it vibrates maybe a little bit too slowly or so. Mm -hmm. Um, it's that deep mid-tone coming at you but in abundance with this yeah um it's the sweet spot they call it it. is the sweet it's the brown tone this is the brown sound if they they wanted to these guys can make an album that made you shit your pants (laughs) just because of pure frequency you play that on fucking vinyl you make it way you fucking put a diaper on play morphine on vinyl and turn it up to 11 yeah it's, it's duty time. Just <laughs> turn it up so you can hear it from the toilet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Kind of sounds like Jimi Hendrix right there. A little bit. I swear. Dude. <laughs> This album produced by half of the production team that did Pablo Honey. Oh, you noticed that? I did. did. You? We're seeing connections here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he has he had a partner that I don't remember the name of that he did that record with. But so this one was produced by uh, I'm going to probably murder this name, but what Paul Q. Um, Colderi. Right. Is that a, is sure? You think sounds sure. good to me, dude? That dude had his hands in a lot of stuff around this time. A lot of mighty mighty Boston's records. <laughs> So he must he must be from the neighborhood, right? Because 
Wait, uh, so yeah. the same producer for Mighty Mighty Bosswins did Morphine? Yeah. yeah. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A ton of people. What did I, yeah, what do you I have? jotted down a couple that I can't read right now. Oh, <laughs> Live Through This by Hole. I saw that, yes. I was like, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wait, is Courtney that loves, as far as the second album things or as far as producers? Producer. Courtney Love's breakout album, Live Through This. Right? That happened right, after yeah. Kurt Cobain killed himself. Or she killed him. Whatever. Right? <laughs> Had him killed. Sorry. Well, she says... Yeah. I'm, I'm just like, saying, yeah. dude. The toxicology reports. <laughs> dude. There's no fucking way dude. any human being could operate their motor skills. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look into it. Where's El Ducci now? Oh. Yeah, he's dead. Right? Oh, El Ducci. Is, is he really? Oh, dude. Like, yeah. days after that interview, he was on a train track. Are you ki- I didn't know that. I saw that. <laughs> this I- shit got real, real fast. <laughs> no, man, for real. Like, no, he's dead. I okay. saw the documentary, and I saw El Ducci with the guy with the wide eyes yeah, and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. You're, you're kidding me. He's dead. He got killed. <laughs> Fucking dead. He's dead. Yep. Ducci's dead. So what do you make of that? Guess nice. what? <laughs> then shortly after that, Courtney Love says, "I want to make an album," and Paul says, "Yeah, I'll, I'll fucking engineer that. I'll, he, I'll, he, I'll produce he, it." He has to. Yeah, I mean, you know, job's a job. Yeah. But or she's gonna call a job on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Mark Sandman is is dead too, and nothing not related. Yeah, yeah, but, but I, I, I didn't know if we were going to get into that right yet. Oh, we should. Bro. I still got more Paul stuff. Oh, I got sorry. tons of Paul material. Mark's dead. Everybody in this story is going to be dead. We're all going to be dead someday. They're, Mark Sandman. Wait. Is that how you said? I didn't know it was like Jewish or <laughs> like Sandman. Sandman. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Probably Sandman. Even, even, even if you would pronounce it. Yeah. You just go with that. Let's, you just, wanted let's it. just hammer down the man. Yeah, Sandman. Sandman. All right, Sandman. Yeah. yeah. You know, he's, he's talented. Talented Jew, and you know, <laughs> <laughs> I did yeah. catch these guys probably probably around that same time you're talking about at Bumbershoot, and is that in Seattle? That's there used to be, still is. It's just not as fun anymore because I'm old and it's expensive and it's fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. reasons why it's yeah. not fun because it's not fun anymore. Yeah, it used to be fifteen dollars. You goes like you see like Beck and Modest Mouse and oh, cool. yeah. Now it's three hundred. It's like trying to be Coachella. Anyway, I was just hanging out in the stadium and I wasn't even going to hang out. I think someone I had just watched was done, and these guys came on. I was like, oh yeah, right. I don't know. Stayed the whole time because it was pretty captivating stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Still didn't buy the album and listen yeah, to yeah. it, but I remember I just I yeah. sat through that whole show because it was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I never saw him live. I would I would love to walk into a, um, a club and this band be playing. A club oh, would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That, would, that would be venue. the spot. Yeah. Fucking Jazz Alley. Imagine yeah. that. Seeing these guys at Jazz Alley. Yeah. Forget about it. Wazobias. Yeah. yeah. But you're yeah. right though. It's not going to happen because Mark Sandman has passed away on stage. Uh, it, Age 47, wow. having a heart attack yeah. in near Rome. Fuck, dude. And despite what you think about the name morphine, it's not because of the opiate. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't see anything that said these guys like fucked around like that. No, and you know what? Until recently, maybe a couple hours ago, um, I was totally under the impression that they were, he died 
of a heroin overdose you can hear it in the music it, it's like when you look at a van gogh painting and then someone whispers to you you know he was crazy when he painted that right. and you start going like oh i can see it totally yeah i was doing that with this dude their sound is i mean they're named morphine yeah comes it, from morpheus the god of dreams because yeah. their music brings you into this dream like and they like the dream state thing yeah but it also makes you feel you like you're a little bit high it does i don't think <laughs> i think it's no accident yeah yeah, I agree. I was saying it some of this some of these tunes make me feel like I'm underwater, mm. like in this floating state. Um and there's such swirling You can, um, yeah. You know, it's just kind of working all around you. You hear this in surround sound, you're gonna lose your balance. Dude, you could sit you could sit down, smoke a joint, listen to this. You could get up, clean the house and listen to this. You could fuck to this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got an mm-hmm. amen there. Yeah. Uh, it's it's versatile. <laughs> Drive. I was driving a lot to there this. There you go. The um the sax and the and the vocals and the bass are actually really sexy. Yeah. They're really like um Yeah. They have a really smooth groove to it and um I don't know. It has. It definitely has a romance level to it, where like it can set the tone if you mm-hmm. want to like have dinner or whatever. You know, it's like the, the, the saxophone is is actually probably I, not uh, regarded as highly as it as it should be. I'm no instrumentalist. <laughs> there I, I said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's falling no, out of favor because you get you got a lot of um when you when you say uh, uh, mentions yeah mention saxophones <laughs> yeah okay saxophone in rock and roll. And you're thinking of you think maybe like the Rolling Stones did it good. Clarence Thomas Chloe, playing yeah. with uh, e Street. Bruce Springsteen, <laughs> Clemens. The Rolling Stones had <laughs> what'd you call him? Clarence Thomas, yeah, yeah, son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I went it. right with you because I was like, "Yep, that's the guy." <laughs> Grinning and sipping coffee. Who put the pubic hair on my saxophone? He's <laughs> serving some justice with that saxophone. <laughs> But you think of that, like, you, you think of the saxophone player from uh, The Lost Boys, who's just fucking shirtless and jacked, rocking that thing. Yeah. You, you don't necessarily go with, like, drug-addled, sexy yeah. tunes. Mm-hmm. And now the drug-addled is something that you throw on top of this because of the name Morphine, which is, I absolutely did. What does drug-addled like, mean? Dre- Perry Farrell wrote a lot of his songs when he was drug-addled. Okay. He fucking... On doing drugs. on drugs, okay, and then in that world, that swirling world of maybe trying to recover, you trying don't to get see off. shit right per se. You ain't seeing shit right. What's up? What's down? Mm-hmm. Here's some cool lyrics. That's exactly how this album makes me think that the romantic side of feeling that is, mm-hmm. and then hearing that he had died, um, uh, and there's a number of other people who died around that time. Um, <laughs> there I it's a limb almost like every fucking day almost no I'm not sure where a lot of this music is coming from it mm. is maybe how I can sum this poor diatribe up um, I just like the flow to it I like that groove to it and obviously I've been wrong about a number of reasons why this music came together which just proves, like, yeah, it's just good. It's it's doing what art's doing. It's making you feel emotions and, yeah. and try to put something onto it. Let's listen to some more. That was, uh, I do want to know something. That one was called I'm Free Now. Might be, yeah, I don't know. I just really like that one. And I keep trying to push play on the wrong machine. But uh, coming up, all wrong. It's all wrong. 
<laughs> wrong tone. <laughs> it was the wrong tone. A little bass noodle up in there, too. She had black hair Tell me that's not just some great metal riff they're all oh, playing too, or not? Yeah. Like some classic rock Skinnered or something. Totally. It's just different context, and all of a sudden, what a difference. Coded or uncoded heads on those drums? <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I kind of feel like coded. Really? Um, yeah, because even though a coded can be a little bit more tinny or you know have a little bit of more smack to it. Really? You're talking about the whites? Yeah, the right. white on it. Okay. I think sometimes they can be. They can be. I think we're hearing the same thing, but I thought like the uncoated, like the clear ones, like more of like yeah. the '80s, early '90s. That's like those. It's tough to argue with that fucking comment right after you said your point. Yeah, no, nice. That's, that's what I think it has. It has yeah. a, I'm gonna go with uncoated. Yeah. Not doesn't have a dot. Doesn't have a Remo no, doll. No, no. <laughs> got some je- you got some jellies on the side, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Muted? Muted or unmuted? Yeah. It's such a clean tone. All of that mm. mid-tone in this album is amazingly clean. Where these guys stand in the uh, great three pieces of all time. We've been hitting them. Hell of three pieces. Whoa. Hell of three pieces, dude. Good call. And we've Question. been talking about... I think they make that that uh, March Madness bracket though for you know, sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. The top sixteen. I'm with oh, you. Yeah. Is that is that? It? I don't follow I it too it was much. 30, no, me neither. But I thought it was like thirty two. I feel like this is what I feel like. There would be the dirty uh, thirty two, isn't that what they call it? <laughs> <laughs> I think there would be a room like if you go up into heaven or wherever. There's a room on one side that has the top three pieces of all time, and you just don't know who's mingling in there. Yeah. yeah. And there's a line of three piece bands. Waiting to get in, yeah. And when morphine walks up, they go, "No, no, you just go in. Get on. Yeah. I don't Flip, know what no number you're needed. at, but you're in that building. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! This is the wad sacks. This is crazy. I know Miles would do that so with his trumpet, Miles Davis, but I'd never heard anybody do it on a saxophone. Hats off, brother. And just, yeah. Just, is it Collie? Dana Collie? Is that how you Dana say Dana Collie, yeah. He's a bad man. That's <laughs> won that sax. <laughs> Can't wash yeah. sax. Oh, we yeah. just did. Yeah. Give it up to Paul. Paul, fucking, he came up with the idea, you know. Mark said, I want to fucking. No, Dana said, I want to wall my sax. <laughs> oh, boy. And Paul's like, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> right. Fucking, we, we've yeah. been in a studio we together where we've had ideas, and the producer's like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna do that." Yeah, I know, right? That's Just, so frustrating. And you're like, I, I, "But I'm, we're paying for time, and we want to yeah. explore the <laughs> studio space. Let's try to pan. What if we panned the China symbols from left to right?" <laughs> nah, nah, that sound dumb. <laughs> well, then. <laughs> Um, on that last sax solo, but you're not bitter though. <laughs> that last sax solo has an equally awesome 
bass. Mm. It's like a bass solo, and it's like you wonder if like big business was inspired to gain their sound. That rhythm section part, it's you like, know, yeah. It's just like a rumbling, and uh, it, it's it. got to have effects on it, you know. It's some kind of like he's either just got it gained out, and it's just breaking up a little bit. But it, it rumbly. That's just the best way to describe it. So, do you think that he's got like a pedal on that thing? He might. It sounded awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, you, if you listen to just the bass track, it would sound great. If you listen to just the sax track, it would sound great. And just the way the drum and bass were holding it down while he did that sax solo was pretty great. Yeah. Yeah. They're making a good case for their uh, power trio yeah. ranking <laughs> yeah. right now. That was um, well played. I don't normally... The only time I listen to music on uh, Spotify on um, Bluetooth is like at Angie's Beach House. And then where you're just like sitting down and you can actually read it and it's nice, but um, I don't know if you have that that function here. It's not happening here on this one, unfortunately. It's cool because you have ideas of what the lyrics mean, right? And then you find out it was that the one that ruined, yeah, right? It has nothing to do with. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that spun me. It spun me about this band. There's a song on this album that I have a vivid. I have a vivid like it's a movie that plays and uh that relates to, you know, just good times and stuff and it's just that has the energy and everything and um I'm probably wrong about that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's that one. It's like I used to meet her every Thursday, Thursday, oh, Thursday, Thursday in the afternoon. And uh that has And she was good too. <laughs> <laughs> but that sounds like mischievous and fun and uh it might be the next song we're a couple we're about two or three away from it. Uh, okay. coming up all yeah. right i blew it let's do the next one all right candy also not a bad tune see yeah. in this song I i'm thinking metaphors for cocaine or, or for heroin <laughs> right drugs. i thought it was about heroin but you might be right it might just be about a girl well aren't female heroes heroines it could be about a dog <laughs> Let's figure this out. Yeah, let's get to the bottom of this. We'll decode it. Candy told me nothing really matters anymore. Drugs, for sure. When I ask her what she means, she says I ought to know. Woman. Dog. Imagine in a romantic way, a uh, heroin would bring to you. 
call that Candyland? I mean, I've never heard that before. I've heard yeah, that right. pony and boy. Boy, boy is a boy. I don't understand. Apparently, that's a West Coaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I digress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Candyland. But that's such a, a neat beat poet, which I think there's a lot of influence from for, for these sure. lyrics. They got that cool device for, for, you know. That phase. Well, what about Candyland is a game, right? Yeah. What about I never played it. Oh wait, hang on. We had drugs, woman, dog. I'll put game. Board game. Board game. I played a bunch of Candyland in this house. Okay. I'm a Candyland champion around these parts. So what's Candyland like? I mean, it's like and, shoots and ladders, kind of that so kind of game. It's all up to chance, but I'm I'm the best. How would you How would you play? How would you um, I use a metaphor of Candyland the game to drugs, women, or dogs. <laughs> With all of them, you're rolling the dice. Yeah! <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it's about all of those things. It's about all of it. That's the beauty. And the next song is called Rolling the Dice. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes the saxophone comes in like background singers. Yeah. Yeah. Finding, yeah. The vocalist is the bass player, right? Yeah, I believe. And because you can't be singing and blowing into a horn at the same time. Yep. (laughs) They didn't put that together, but you're right right as hell. I thought Mark Sandman was the sax player, but he's not. He's the bass player and vocalist, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, shows what I don't know. No, I thought that too. And and then with this, up until very recently, um, I thought this album must be multi-tracked because, you know, how could you do that at the same time? A little bit. And then I'm thinking, um, well, then what does it sound like live if he's not singing and saxophone going on? It's, so it wasn't, it, the math wasn't working out. <laughs> and you're absolutely right. He, he plays the two-string bass with a slide and sings. That's a slinky... Sexiness right yeah. there. Yeah. The Sax player who plays a bunch of other stuff and then a sick drummer too. The drummer is sick. Now he switched out. He had health problems. Yeah, I'm asking which bit. guy he actually drummed on this record. Was yeah. it the, the other guy or the other guy? It was the first guy <laughs> who played most of the album. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jerome Dupree? Exactly. Is that who you're speaking of? Yeah. So he played with Sandman in a band prior. And so that's how that connection happened. I don't know how the saxophonist came onto the scene. But um, he got sick during the recording of this album and missed out on maybe a quarter or so of it. Where the other guy, I don't know his name, but he's not the original drummer. But he then recorded... Billy Conway? Yeah. (laughs) I could have that backwards. I don't know. I just got two (laughs) names written down because this had two drummers on this album. And and his uh, his cousin was in Goodfellas. The other guy or the other guy? Um, And so... For real? uh, no, no. Oh. But there's Jimmy Conway. This drummer's looking this way. This drummer's looking that way. This drummer's like, what do you want from me? So, the, uh, you know, he plays for uh, a little bit. I think he tours for a little bit. Then the other guy, can Josh, Josh Dupree, Josh Fries, <laughs> Jerome Dupree comes back in. Jermaine Dupree plays drums for these guys? Yeah. Damn, I'm glad he landed on his feet. Triple threat. Yeah. Hold on, I turned the page and I don't know what's ahead with wings. Oh, yeah. That's an epic. Uh, sounding title so so far before you hit that man so far this album as a second album it's just consistent 
it it doesn't come out super heavy. It has that kind of like ethereal tone, mm-hmm. almost like it's calibrating you to what's going to come next. This album double downs on that sonic, you know, that sonic swirling instead of um, you know crazy vocals and or just live hitting real heavy stuff it's not trying to punch you in the face it's trying to just get you on this frequency and i i think they grab you right off the fucking bat like we went uh oh head with wings we're up we're back to head with wings a head with wings drugs yeah right definitely drugs okay (laughs) next No dog in this one. not bob your head to this yeah it's 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 impossible Smiling, Chris, like, how you doing right now? Fine, Mike, I got a head with wings. <laughs> this is like 11 a.m. with the sun up, and he's and he probably only woke up about an hour ago. But it, but it's like, yeah, you know what? I, I got a little cash in my pocket. I'm doing all right. No problems. To fucking slam that buena <laughs> and fucking attack the day. Here, yeah, man, fella. Or take a nap. We're taking a nap. Plenty of time to take a nap. There's nothing better in life when you realize you have plenty of time to take a nap. <laughs> if heroin teaches us nothing, it's that. <clears throat> so Mark Sandman is the vocalist and bass player. He's kind of the brains of the... Wrote all these songs, too, except for that opener. that little, The one we just played. Which was probably... Uh, Written by the sax player. You'd think, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Drummer's like, listen, I got a gift for a song. I don't do shit. <laughs> it's called Cigarette Break. <laughs> I want a credit on that writing. That's brilliant. <laughs> but there's no, there's no notes on the drum kit. That's exactly right. Done. <laughs> Get to work. Coming back in an hour. <clears throat> It's a blank sheet. Hey, we're going to start recording a session for the first song on the track. Done. <laughs> I'll be at the bar. You said you have the vinyl to this? Yeah. Do you know where, they, where the uh, side break happens? Do you know um, what's the first song on the second side? We're about halfway, but it doesn't mean anything really sometimes. To be honest, no. I couldn't pull the trigger on that. Like, uh... Yeah, I don't know. Um, we should have a dog in every podcast. 
I'm already immediately more relaxed. Pet the dog. It's just like it's a the show. We got Augie here in the studio. Not Pagan. Oh, I'm not petting Augie. Hey, Augie. Not that I wouldn't. If Augie had headphones, then she would be able to hear what's going on, right? Is she dig morphine? Um, yeah, I think she likes a little sax. And, you know. This one's called In Spite of Me. I'm just let it go. This is a great one. Oh, it's the got mandolin. the mandolin. Yeah. This is that Battle of Evermore shit going on right here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I love a mandolin. So who's playing the mandolin? Last night. I it, was not one of the, it was not one of the band members. It's, a, it's an outside force coming in to play the mandolins on this song. And the vocals sound a little different, too. Got a different sort of a filter on it. Maybe it, it feels like a hot mic with light singing done. And he's singing a lot higher than he normally does. It's in his head voice, and it's just kind of a different yeah, texture. Like he's laying on his side, and someone rolled the mic up to the couch. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> and his buddy is just like playing a mandolin to work him out. You know, just like, we're going to get out of this fucking fuzz, buddy. You're going to feel better. Uh-huh. How do you not feel better with a mandolin? That's why they were all in medieval times. That's where the heyday, everybody was feeling like shit, and that guy showed up. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm going to follow him. I'm going to learn how to play the fife. <laughs> I'm going to hit the fucking drum. Um, being in Seattle, I have to listen to KXB because it's just like... It's the coolest. It's mandatory. You know? It's just It's just yeah. mandatory when you're driving... And you're seeing the city skyline and listening to John in the morning this this morning. He was uh, trying to like soothe people with like anxiety and depression and playing songs that are like uplifting and Mental Health Awareness Month, isn't it? Yeah. Or is that June what it is? or something, yeah. yeah I about anxiety that. depression and like saying them playing songs that were live and then saying like I'm gonna be okay. I wonder if this would be one of those. Yeah, I can't tell if this is a happy song or not, though. In spite of me. Right? I don't know. The lyrics aren't just... I don't know know if it's the... might be one of those trick songs where it feels uplifting, but it's really... I love those, though. It's what Francis Black would do. You're like, oh, that's a catchy tune. Oh, wait, what are you talking about? It's some fucked up shit. Yeah. Well, someone did something in spite of him, and it was dirty. It's, I mean, I, I'm getting like you know he he fucked up and but someone helped him out, you know. Oh, that it, so it is even a though, thing. I think so. Yeah, I think it's a reaching out for help song. So they did something, having not paid attention to hardly any <laughs> lyrics in it. That's just the vibe you're getting. <laughs> That's off, the vibe man. of getting. I I am very impressionable. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what else you are? You're very good at loud whistles. You have you're one of you the rare people. Of, you can get a cab. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I mean I got a fucking I got to do the loud whistle for the dog. Yeah, uh, but I don't have it. I never learned it's it. It's bad. I can teach you. But it's, <laughs> did I ever hurt your ears? Because no. um, I remember. <laughs> uh, look out, kid. <laughs> yeah. You uh, want me to? <laughs> there's two things that have pissed me off about Portland, and I'll tell you them right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> one of them. In reverse chronological order, was uh, I was at a um, what's the fucking name of that band? Menomina. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was okay. at a Menomina show, and I really liked them. And then they came out with this 
Speaking of second albums, moms, the second album sucked. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want it, I have it on vinyl. You can fucking have it. Is that the shorthand for menominas, menomina fans, or menomina? If you're if yeah. you're referring to menomina, you call them moms. No, menomina is a band, and they had a fucking amazing first album. Their second album is called Moms. Got it. And it sucks. But what do the like the hardcore Menomina fans they would like for shorthand when you're like you go, you don't no, say Menominas every time, right? No, I, I've never heard. I don't know what they're called. I don't know what the fans know. are called. Menomina. Yeah. Nommies. Yeah. Nom 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 nom. I <laughs> the Nas. We, we eat up their music. I love, but I was at the show and. Um, I wanted to fucking whistle, you know? I wanted to like, be like, yeah, fucking yeah. <laughs> fucking fucking let it out. And sometimes I do the fucking... That's what you're supposed to do at a rock and roll show. Yeah. It's a four-finger whistle. And um, I had somebody complain next to me. And I was drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and I was fucking hauling off on my fucking four-finger, like... Yeah, two and two. Double, like, a symmetrical... Index and middle, on on both sides of my mouth, big time, and she's like, "That whistle is really hurting my ears." I'm like, "It's a fucking rock concert, man!" You know, <laughs> and um, and we so tight, yeah. And uh, and my buddy Gabe was there, and his girlfriend, and Angie was there, and Angie was like, "Stop the whistling," you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like. This is fucking bullshit. <laughs> I need them to fucking hear that. <laughs> right. I was stoked. You're I, in dialogue with the band, not with this fucking no, person next no, to you. No. You ever listen to a live album by any rock band ever? It, the Whistler is fucking important to a good uh, yes, live album. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. The guys on the stage fucking love it. Yeah. I wanted to show them some love yeah. because they played a song I enjoyed. <laughs> it wasn't the song. It wasn't any of the songs from the new album because that greatly sucks. But um, anyway, um, so that was one thing. And uh, I talked to Gabe about it. My buddy, I've told you about a number of times. And he was like, I think that that girl who fucking complained about your whistling, she just wanted to fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, it's a great spin. And you know what? Gabe is pretty much wrong about everything, but I just enjoy all of his, all of his like banter about it. He was like, she probably just wanted to fuck you. And I'm like, no, I don't think so. She had a boyfriend with her. She was really upset that my whistling was fucking breaking her eardrum. Right. Know? So yeah. anyway, it's amazingly loud. And I haven't heard. You haven't even heard know, the double. Heard. No, 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 you haven't heard the double. I've I, only done this one. Yeah, where you make the okay sign. Yeah, I never, never been able to do yeah, it. Yeah, that's. I, I don't. Well, I don't that's, you know who comes when that when that whistle's called? Augie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she comes flying. <laughs> she does. The, she Augie's been running around. Jay, you have no problem with her off leash. She has no problem being off leash. And when he whistles, and there's a ramp up. You have Augie come, Augie come now, and then it's it's the whistle like without the fingers. Yeah. Then you do the okay sign, and then maybe I think I saw today a, when a double, a one and one. Yeah, just the pointed you know? fingers. That's yeah. like using your kid's middle name. That's what that is. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> What's your middle name, Chris? William. 
Christopher William Fightful. Yep. You get down those stairs right now. You get the double because you get the full yeah. first name. Yeah. It's Christopher. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. William. I respect the ramp up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Escalations. That log name. A lot of, lot of room for interpretation in there. The other thing that pissed me off about Portland. <laughs> yeah, if you don't mind me yeah, just no, no, sharing right now. The one more. And then uh, I went to um, this elementary school to watch chimney swifts which is a bird you know and there's like they fly in this massive flock oh and they live in the yeah okay they fly in this tight flock and it looks like an amoeba running through the sky crazy and they eventually all funnel down into this chimney at this at this um elementary school and a lot of people flock to go see that. No pun intended. And then we're all sitting I on the hillside. Yeah, I, I think you intended it. I think you intended it. I rode my bike there, and I happen to have this bright colored like vest. It was like a fucking bicycle, typical nerdy bicycle thing. I was like, eh, I think it's like ten bucks. I'll just buy that. And I'll, be, I'll be seen. I don't want to get hit. You know. Yeah. I had someone next to me. I had my bike laying down on the thing. I was meeting Hanji and. I had the vest on. I had someone next to me ask me to remove my vest because it was too bright. It was too loud. Just like your whistle. <laughs> it was too bright for his eyeballs. Goddamn peacock. Just over like here. my whistle. So you know what? Maybe wow. there's some, maybe they got a you point. Need to fly. He just yeah. But like I just don't <laughs> nah, expect No, they're like, trying to clip your you wings, man. Yeah. Like I don't ask a hippie to like cut their dreadlocks off, right. you know? You didn't ask that guy uh, where you got the beer to take a <laughs> take a good horse bath in the bathroom, did you? <laughs> You leave it alone. <laughs> you just keep you know, moving. Make, Life's too short. You you your shirt's too loud. In a know, while. Yeah. I've got a loud whistle and I've got a yeah. bright vest. So yeah. just leave me the fuck alone. Right. Does that make sense? It totally makes sense. You, you agree? You just like patronizing yeah. me? or No, you're <laughs> no. dead on. You're dead. No. And everybody knows know. this I, about I, Portland. I've also had some fashion... You know? We talked about fashion. <laughs> yeah. I, used to, I used to wear... But you're fashionable, you know? It's working. <laughs> I went through a whole phase where I was wearing, <laughs> like, my cousin went to Kenya, and I was wearing, like, this woven Kenyan top. Yeah, daishiki? Know? Yeah. No, it Fuck. wasn't full length. Yeah. I I never saw you wearing that. No, that was high school. Oh, okay. And then, like, the next day, I would wear, like, a, a leather tie and a button-down shirt tucked in and a bandana. Did it have a piano print um, on just it? Just a nightmare yeah. of fashion. <laughs> All I ever wore. No, but I coveted that yeah. one. All yeah. I ever want to do is wear dashikis in the summertime, but I, I don't. Yeah, Jay, when he when he changes out of his wetsuit, he's got a dashiki. That's it's the best. It's the best. Hmm. You uh, know, you're got- a peacock, Jay. You got to learn to fly. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, there's something else. There's something else we like to do. Right. Sorry at, about at the halfway. No, Portland sucks. We port- we know this. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, nobody's shocked. We, yeah. we do like you at the. Uh, <laughs> At the half at the halfway point, we'd like to just put a little context on this shit and tell you what was in the top ten album charts of the week this album came out. Like, what are they what are they up against? Because honestly, this made no dent in the chart in America. Yeah, in America, I say it because they did pretty well in Europe and other work. Yeah, yeah, not so much here. Like, it's so, so what were you when? I don't really remember when these guys came in. I think it was sometime. I heard Some vague mid '90s arrival. Yeah. yeah, they didnn't come on the scene, guns blazing. To, once, to me, few times, whatever background, probably Rob Undrill from college, and uh, and it's just like check these guys out. Sounded awesome. Never really explored it too much. 
Um, and then a few years later, 10 years later, whatever, it's like, all right, we got to get those back in. We got <laughs> to get that back into rotation. How many albums they have? I don't know. They have like five or so, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, and a couple of live ones, I guess. Yeah. And then there's a, what, Vapors of Morphine, which is uh, two out of the three, plus somebody else. Which ain't bad. Yeah, yeah. You're a Meatloaf fan. Oh, my God. Meatloaf happening right around this time. Do you know what his single Bad was? Out of Hell 2? Nah. <laughs> I, I, I do anything for love. That was topping the charts around this time. From the album Bad Out of Hell 2. Was it from Bad Out of Hell 2? Yeah, the what? only good albums he's got are called Bad Out of Hell 1, 2, 3, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So if it's it, not called Bad Out of Hell in the first part, don't listen. Me- Meatball, that song was a fucking juggernaut. And Meatball had a Gigantic. little bit of a revival there. Wait, um, meatball? Meatball. <laughs> His friends call him Meatball. I see him live. He's awesome. Call him a, he's surly. Don't call him a Meatball, dude. I know. I didn't mean it. No disrespect. Uh, Mr. Ahead, meat. What, what, do you, what do you got? Are you doing billboards? Here's your top ten. It's right here. The Bodyguard soundtrack. I think that popped up on another album we did. Like That one just hung around the top album chart for a, a while. A grip, if yeah. you will. A grip. Yeah. Yeah. Um, In a while. The Bodyguard. Yeah, yeah, do a qu- proper handshake for that. Yeah. Promises and Lies by UB40 at number 90, which what? is... That's the one that's got the uh, Elvis song they did for that movie. Yeah. We've got Augie so on the mic. Oh, say something. Woo, woo, woo. Oh, my. Augie, what do you UB think 40 about... fan. <laughs> what do you think about Black Sunday at number eight for Cypress Hill? Don't ask me, <laughs> Augie. You're licking your lips. You're a Cypress Hill fan, Augie. Yeah, you're right. a stoner. I couldn't tell you. I don't know what songs are on that album. I, yeah, I, I, I like Cypress Hill in a passive sort of way. I'm not big, but I like Augie, them wait. when they come on, but I couldn't tell you any songs yeah. on that. Not the case with number seven, Core by Stone Temple Pilots. I don't know much. Oh. The first time I heard that album at all was in the backseat of a tiny Japanese car with a huge stereo system in it, and he, dude put on Cracker Man, and that was the first Stone Temple Pilots song I ever heard. It blew your mind. Fucking blew my eardrums and my mind at the same time. I was like, oh, legit. And then yeah. you watch the video on TV, is that... Eddie Vedder, what the fuck happened? You know, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I like that album. There's some good, there's some good shit. It's a very nineties, yeah, very nineties to the core. It's so uh, their second album. Did you say <laughs> their album is to the core, and their album's named Core? Yeah, probably I did. But that's a great second album. What was it? Uh, songs from the uh, or Tiny. Oh shit! Tiny. I couldn't tell you the name of any Someone of their albums. The with, I like a uh, lot of their songs. Yeah, we should cover that album. Okay, that's we'll a good second album where they kind of had their own thing. This was like a grunge pastiche they kind of put together. Yeah, but their second album they kind of found their thing. Nice. I also thought about Sade. I was researching mm. Sade's second album. What is it? I don't know. We'll talk about it. Maybe <laughs> it's good research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <no. laughs> Janet Jackson at number six, which is Janet. Period. Yeah, it's good. Nice. She put the final just psh, Janet. Period. I don't know what songs on there. She's got wicked periods. <laughs> <laughs> that was, was that Sandman come come back from the dead. That was uh, so oh, Jesus. Sleepless in Seattle soundtrack at five. I don't know what it's on it, but it's, I'm sure it's lame. That whole that whole aesthetic of that yeah, whole that what movie, everything that movie represents movie is lame as shit. Year. The the movie came out uh, during what ninety three, right? Yeah, yeah. What do you got? Blind Melon at number four. Their first album with the little B girl on the front. How are you going to argue with that? It's 
proper. Oh, Number three is not seems great. like it's coasting on <laughs> coasting into coasting into oblivion irrelevance. Yeah, that was a political move. <laughs> Putting Billy Joel in there, right? it's got <laughs> River of Dreams, yeah. number three. Yeah, yeah. Uh, has I mean that song was big. Do you know? Oh, uh, that, that was know, a song. River the, of Dreams. No, in the, the middle no, of the night. Was that song called River of Dreams? I don't know. Probably. Probably yeah. in the middle of the night. <laughs> Maybe he's kind of on the. He always had one little foot in that doo wop thing that I don't. Do you know who painted that cover? Billy Joel, Christy Brinkley. Damn. Yep. Oh, that's, that's when you it. know you're fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of that relationship, Billy Joel. But he did, right? He did, yeah. Okay. You know, thank God. Yeah. Um, Good for him. Yeah, because she's aged terribly. <laughs> really? Okay. No. She's hot, right? Still hot, just like Mariah Carey's still hot. Okay. Yep. So number two. Hot at number two, Mariah Carey. <laughs> Music box. I don't know what songs are on that. Either. I probably do, but I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you what's off that. But number one, the king of the 90s, like quietly, the king of the 90s charts. Yeah. Garth Brooks in pieces. So is this, yeah, this week, this week. <laughs> this is the week wait, wait, the wait. album came out. Okay. This is the week. September 93. Hmm. Now, hmm. S- let's go into some of the top albums of 1993. In general. I like it. We got Juxtaposed in Utero. Oh, right. Fucking Crusher by Nirvana. And now you had mentioned Nirvana wait. being maybe uh, Nevermind. As a nice second album. Right, but In Utero was well after all this, right? I'm I, sorry. I, mean, I don't know. I, 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 he was I dead by 94. Know. Like, I think hey, that's about right. 90, really? In Utero? Oh, yeah, right. You're right. You're right. I'm I, sorry. I think I'm right. I you're, mean, you're I, right. I, 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 don't ask me to vet my sources. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. no. I remember now. It was like mid, okay, yeah. I, well, he, yeah, Kurt Cobain, while we were in college, killed himself. Mm-hmm. Allegedly, yeah, right. <laughs> let's not, let's not. But uh, what else you got? Ninety three. I mean, it's a hot time. Uh, fucking debut by Bjork. Oh, Bo. Yeah, I want to. I want to throw a little shout out to Garth Brooks. <laughs> Number one, man. I don't listen to his music, but um, he's number one for whatever reason. You know, people like his music and stuff, but. That guy came to... So this was a time when I had just visited family in Ireland. And I have my mom's best friend's family, which is like my family. The littlest daughter had leukemia. That guy came to her in the hospital and visited her. Holy shit. That's a Russell Wilson move. So he's a good shit in anybody's book for that. He's a good shit. I mean, I was like... Oh, that's that's how I remember him. Yeah. He came and and then if you look up this girl, she's like she she came through leukemia. No she's shit. gorgeous. Sarah Morgan is her name. And uh she's like Yielder. now like a beauty, beautician <laughs> or like, you know, she does like yeah. makeup and shit. But she's like gorgeous. At the time she was like a tiny little child. Yeah. And the uh healing powers he of Garth came. Brooks. Like yeah. that's a real story. Like he like I just met I just went to Ireland last September and I remember bringing that up, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Garth Brooks came to the bedside." That's and then, oh, awesome! Right. Holy and shit! Fucking, so you don't hear people talk shit about Garth. Like nobody really talks shit about Garth no. Brooks. Well, oh. <laughs> Garth Brooks has a crazy YouTube channel and fucking uh, social media post. Um, and <laughs> it, it's, oh, really? It, yeah, it's, it's, he's kind of bad shit. 
Well, that may be. Yeah, that may be. But like, people don't say he's like a dick or anything. Like, I've never heard like he's a deep. Really? Oh, he got a good PR person or what? Just be careful about the rabbit hole. It's not like there's anything nefarious. But I think in the way I'd sooner believe that Courtney Love killed Kurt Cobain. Order in the way that Prince was a good shit, but is totally skewed with what what's going on in in you know every day. I think Garth Brooks has that. He lives in Garth Brooks' world. He's huge. He's a monster. He hasn't had a regular life ever. I don't know. But that that does not diminish the idea that he came out and spent the time with... Sarah Morgan. Sarah Morgan. (laughs) I had that written down here. I was going to come back to that. I was going to come to that um, later in the show. I see that, yeah. (laughs) And it's highlighted. Smashing Pumpkins, Siamese Dream came out this year. Oh, man. Another good second album. Fucking Doggy Style came out. The Breeders' Last Splash came out. Mm. That I re- I remember trying to play some of their songs. We're in Racket Club playing in Rise, and uh, and I'm just getting I'm just getting into the drums. Yeah. I remember trying to play some Last Splash stuff. That was a um, cool song. That's a great album too. Yeah, um, I think it's a second album. Oh shit! Ooh. Midnight Marauders came out. Oh, <laughs> Pod was their first one, right? Pod, and then. Last splash. Oh, that'd be Kim's second appearance on the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, those were some of the things that came out in, in, as far as top albums in 1993. Top movies in 1993. Oh no! You want to take a guess? Uh, cuffs with the. Uh, <laughs> it was number seventeen. Okay, yeah, cuffs. Yeah. That's the movie we always said we were going to when we were going to go do some fucked up shit. Tell your mom and dad, oh, I'm going to the movies. What are you seeing? Cuffs. Uh, so yeah because they, it was never questioned they didn't know Christian Slater didn't that come out like two years ago we were always seeing Cuffs they love that shit what is, what is Cuffs it's like a dog cop movie right oh god it's like a B-rated Turner and Hooch yeah. Turner and Hooch dude it still holds up yeah. it's no Cuffs but anyway I don't, go ahead something called Cuffing and then it has nothing to do with dogs hopefully <laughs> Jurassic Park oh okay the Fugitive, Schindler's List, <laughs> Laugh <laughs> Riot, um, Groundhog's Day. Oh, I like that movie. Fuck yeah, True Romance. Yeah. Oh shit. Are we painting the picture here, folks? Yeah. It's so nineties. Yeah. yeah. Now this is this this kind of bass tone groove shit is happening. I can see why. How do you never have a song in a Tarantino movie? I always. I don't know if they did have it in Tarantino. I don't think so. There's a couple movies. What, Spanking Morf- the Monkey. Did you mention that already? <laughs> that that movie's crazy, by the way. Anyway, you think these guys should have been way bigger, right? Um, but that it just doesn't seem like that was the culture. Instead, they endured. They haven't been forgotten about. Yeah, maybe their legend grows as time goes by. Crush Groove is going to be a better movie than <laughs> E.T. And it only, it's only a matter of time. Until the people realize, here's your song, Thursday. Oh, I love this song. Dropping it. snare on their lines. We used to meet at the 
Thursday, Thursday, Thursday in the afternoon. Playing like muted bass, Full of muted bass grids. Then a game of pool. We used to go to a motel, a motel, a motel across the street. Then the name of the motel was a wagon wheel. Definitely a sex jam. This is about fucking. <laughs> well, is it? Okay. Who's he meeting for a pool? Yeah. Is he meeting a chick? I don't spoil the ending, dude. All right, let's find out. Let's find out. Yeah. Why can't you play pool with people you fuck? Oh, it is a girl. Okay, she. Okay, yep. now we know. Definitely not dogs in this. This is Norm McDonald's story right here. Because I was never really quite sure when a husband was coming back. Yep. Oh, this is your. This is. This is like a sequel to One Foot Out the Door on Fair Warning Van Halen. Oh, geez. it's kind of got that same groove. Yeah. One foot out the, the door. door. Ain't no match for me, no man. One foot out the door. Wow, dude, you can cross that up. It's all about. That is that just tribal. Looking for a moonbeam. On the run from that mean old man. He used to be a taxi driver. Oh shit. Yeah. So maybe maybe he starts, stories. Yes. Gathering some stories. Um, he was a taxi driver for a while and got stabbed. What? It's one of the reasons he stopped being a taxi driver and decided to go into <laughs> a little bit more music. Wow. So he had a standing date with a married lady every Thursday afternoon. That's what it feels like, right? Yeah. He should have kept it every Thursday. That's right, he got but greedy. he fucking went to Friday, yep. and the guy showed up. Rookie Little, mistake. Yeah. <laughs> Bodie did the same thing when he wanted to go for the fucking vault in Point Break. You guys remember that? Bodie. And he said, we're going to the vault. And he said, and Roche said, man, we never go to the vault, man. And he goes, <laughs> we're in the vault, man. Fucking sways, perfect sways. Sometimes we're hitting the, the vault. vault just to shake it up. And shit went awry, and Young Gromit got shot in the throat, and Roach got shot in like the chest, and then they took Johnny Utah as a hostage. And next thing you know, they're skydiving without a parachute. <laughs> Johnny Utah, fucking one of the all-time heroes. Ain't that the truth? Well, that is a wonderful song. It's my favorite song in the record. Pretty great song. And it makes me feel of like, you know, it doesn't matter if it's like it's an affair or whatever. It has the punch and the spirit of like you're getting away with something. Yeah. Until you're not. You're excited, right, right? <laughs> you're excited in it. Yeah. It has that like that rush. kind of that na 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 and then just the you know, the drums, everything is all full throttle and it has that kind of um I don't know. Yeah. I was thinking about how uh in CPR they talk about how like 
the when you're pumping someone's chest, you want to go staying alive, staying alive, you know. Yeah. And that has a na 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 na. You can strut. You can strut to that song. I'd rather think about that song if I was like really trying to revive somebody. Yeah. And and it has that kind of like it's something's you know living alive and thriving at the moment so he's having an affair in this moment but like it has you could you could translate it over to anything where like something's you're just like breathing life into something you know that's well that's next time someone goes down in public you're like yo Morphine stat. You're gonna live for another Thursday. Thursday, Thursday, I cut my hair. What? If that doesn't work, you have to cure, dude. It's rambling. That is a rambling song, dude. It's rambling. Yeah, you can save a life to that. This is the title song on the album right here, "Cure for Pain." Frank Zappa died this year. Oh, wow. That's he right. did? Are you kidding me? When? 1993. Frank Zappa. Also Dizzy Gillespie, Don Amici, Brandon Lee, and River Phoenix. Oh, wow. I didn't... I- I, I didn't. I didn't know Frank Zappa. <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to Frank Zappa. I just oh bought man, my I'm sorry that we Frank just had to break Zappa. that to you. Yeah. That's terrible. I just, bummer. Sorry, I, dude. I bought a Chad a Frank Zappa pillow for Christmas this year. I had no idea he was dead. He's not getting I any of that money. None of that cash. Fuck. Yeah, I went up, went up to Weasel's nose. I don't know. <laughs> That's terrible. So this is this song feels like drugs. Yeah, it's How did Frank Zappa die? <laughs> Pancreatic cancer. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's how I'm going to go. Wasn't, right? <laughs> Don't wasn't, spoil the ending. Wasn't he running for office at the time or something like that? I remember him like, like making a serious bid for like a Senate seat or Congress. I don't yeah. remember. He was getting into politics right before he died. Before he died? Yeah. Of yeah, course. <laughs> yeah. It was not yeah. after. Did he die natural causes or did someone take Zappa out? Oh, no. I don't think uh, Courtney Love was born yet. In 93? <laughs> no, in 93 she had an album. Oh, the charts. <laughs> oh, no. That was produced by that guy. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if it came. Frank had a lot of we can't, We can't pin Courtney on Frank's head. She gets away with this one. All right. I'll let her get away with this one. <laughs> she won, she won a free one. <laughs> Fucking... <laughs> This is sure she, she tried to do a Captain Beefheart. <laughs> Making a reference to Captain Beefheart as a reference. We used to think Captain Beefheart is behind the whole thing. Captain Beefheart was behind the whole thing. So there's only room for one weirdo in this town. It was all for the muffin, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had a thing going. I do just kind of wish I was high right now. Yeah. What it makes you do? This this has that swell to it. This feels like a nice surf day. It has a little surf twang to it without having any guitar to it. Mm-hmm. It threw his drugs away. It crashes, yeah. He's getting high on just life right now. He threw his drugs away. Yeah. 
that's the happiest that sax has sounded on the whole album. That's like that's some Clarence shit right there. Yeah. Nice restraint on the sax too. He yeah, he never over... overstays his welcome, yeah. huh? I think they all they all play to the music. You know, and they all They're all serving the song. Yeah, they serve the song. And, Rule uh, number one. Serve the song. Mm-hmm. Right? Or is that you don't talk no, about amen. the song? No, no, Rule no, number one is we don't talk about this song. <laughs> that's, rule, that's about rule number nine, depending on how the song comes out. True. <laughs> we'll never talk about this song yeah. again. Mary, won't you call my name? Sounds like a spiritual right now. someone from <laughs> cardiac arrest <laughs> you can listen to this one cross my fingers and I hope to God I knock on wood and pray with all I've got the way that saxophone just rumbles in after the vocals yeah it's like a cowboy beat yeah, that's some old school rock and roll shit too. At the same time, like back when they used to have saxes in rock and roll. Yeah. Was that the Haley uh, in the comments? I, I think it's Haley Joe and the Ottomans. <laughs> Haley Joe and the Ottomans. <laughs> Dude, they cut out like no other. <laughs> you, they just have your attention. Pull you right in when they cut out every Mary, single fucking time. That's booty shaker. <laughs> you can put this on dance floor easily. Hot, sweaty dance floor. Right. This. Yeah. 3 a.m. in the Bowery, like we did a couple weeks ago. Get hot. Was that in uh, NYC? Yeah. Yeah, we hit this late night fucking dance club. I mean, it's not late night over there, you know. City doesn't sleep, you know. And we got in there, and it was just going off. They had just finished playing La Bamba, and people were, were uh, fucking forbidden dancing. Uh, yeah, the Lombada. What is they that? The that, That's what it is. There's some dirty Lombada. dancing. There's some dirty Lombada. Dancing. A little bit of Macarena, but we turned the other way on that. That's we got right. drinks during the Macarena. Yeah. And then we were back oh. for the funky chicken, though. Yep. Nailed it. it back. What is forbidden dancing? Like that's just like grinding, <laughs> bumping, and stuff like that. Okay. Twerking it's and jerking. Twerking. Okay. I think it's when uh, genitals rub up against one another. Okay. Um, but not necessarily for the purpose of that, but to celebrate the dance. Oh. Which is a but a little bit thin line. Which yeah. Is a thin line. It's an excuse. <laughs> Two layers of denim, maybe four, depending on where your pockets are. Oh. Got it. Well, let's take a trip together. This Please. is definitely about a dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, put your dog in the yeah. car and go for a drive. Dog is my co-pilot. <laughs> yeah. That second vocal's doing weird shit back there. I yeah. like it. With the 
saxophone and bass doing that, that same thing, you really get to hear the breath of the drums as well. And the way this whole album's mixed together, when they cut out, it never feels like they fall out. It doesn't feel like, now, well, now the bass is... So it has a very live sound to it, like they're all really playing in the does. same room. Maybe they were. Yeah. But it sounds like they were, if, even if they weren't. I mean, you see cigarette smoke coming out of a red-lit nightclub while you're crossing the room, <laughs> right. you know? Maybe, maybe Your bow tie's undone. Maybe you're... Uh, about to investigate a murder or commit one mm. but then you think about it and the drum fill says nah, nah not today I'm just gonna have another drink I love that little beat he just breaks into your hair it's so <laughs> just understated awesome yeah. and it's it's just carrying it boom, boom. and that thing's just that beat is just driving and the sound forward. he's got on this song is a little different from some of the other songs like a little more room in there for sure. A lot of room in this song. You feel like you're in a room with it. Yeah. I mean, how much breath does that ride symbol have? It sounds like they're in a warehouse or something, you know? They're recording this in a more cathedral effect, you know? Yeah. You can do a lot when you're not trying to do the everything louder than everything else thing. Yeah. yeah it's like hot mic recording. You know, they really had to have that control over their instruments so they're not 1993 you're not using pro tools to clip your fucking your tracks you know you're not quantizing anything it's like when the music fades down but the vocals don't That was like a manual fade down too. They started playing quieter. Yeah, that's some. Oh, yeah, Shayla. Sounds a little Shayla. That's why they're so popular in Australia. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? It's like slang for nice chick yeah, or really? like lady. Oh, but it's you know it's, it's real. It's more familiar. You know, actually, it's Shayla. Shayla. Okay. Well, what about the cat? I kind of want to hear about she pets the cat. Oh, yeah. What's Spit going on the cat? Here. What? This is an abusive relationship. We're talking about pussy. Yeah. That goes under women. If I consult my list, she spits on the cat. Now it makes sense. She's not dog. I hope it's about vaginas. Because I'm really... No, but because it, it's... Celebratory, so yeah, and nobody celebrates the vagina. People they'll, to make objectify the vagina, like, like all day, every day. It's yeah. all nothing but objectified vaginas in rock and roll. Yeah, celebrated vaginas. That's that's the move, right? <laughs> True words of let's all celebrate the vagina. Ton of songs celebrating our dicks. Like we could take a break from celebrating our dicks for five minutes. Yeah. I think it's agreed that any time the dick comes out, it kind of ruins the party a little bit. <laughs> we know this. Yeah. Oh, he's mesmerized. This is, this is all about vagina. Yeah. 
Yeah. I was catching you out of the corner of my eye for like that last 40 seconds. You had like your head, you, you closed your earphones in with your hands. You were you focused. You were listening. I'm yours to command. Yeah. This is he's hypnotized and celebratory and and drawn in, no pun intended. Yeah. Um, he likes a cat. He likes a cat. He pets the cat. It's a beautiful cat. How much hair is on that cat? <laughs> we talking Mr. Bigglesworth or Grumpy Cat? What are we doing here? Nah, I, I, I kind of feel like this is one of those hairless cats. This is one of those Chinese. I think this is one of those hairless. This is one of those hypoallergenic. Yeah. yeah you don't good. write a song about it. I mean, yeah. I do you? A tabby. I mean, you don't write a song about something. That's what hitting bottom uh, sounds like. Let's do that one again. We gotta we right. dissect that this one a little more. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is the final song on the album, Miles Davis Funeral. We're here already? Yeah. Was Went by so quick. It's a rattlesnake in the studio. Everybody be cool. I put some sound wind effects on right. That's our guitar help. happening right there. Some rain effects. Like for real guitars, oh, yeah, them right there. Yeah. That's a nylon string right there. Two string. <laughs> <laughs> Sound like a theremin. Sounds awesome. A little bit of hand drum. Yeah, like a loose, like a loose. It's almost like Planet, Planet Caravan by Black Sabbath. So you pulled you pulled in some Zeppelin and Sabbath into this record, and I I don't I, 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 I don't can, argue with that. I, I can I'm, see it. Did I'm I like stoked that we. Oh yeah, Battle of Evermore. That's right. Battle yeah. of Evermore with with the mandolin, yeah. and then this with a Zeppelin with a Sabbath, and I definitely hear that. That's this so cool. Caravan, big time. That's so cool. To take it into this contest, yeah. Well, good on you, Morph. I call him Morph for sure. I'm a big, when you're a big fan, you're like, down with the Morph. Yeah. Well, no, I'm stoked that listening to this with a few other folks, you know, that like have all this other music background, I'll listen to this differently next time I listen to it because of <laughs> yeah, yeah. Zeppelin and Sabbath and, you know. I'm glad I got to listen to it that for the also, first time today. <laughs> Did you like it? I, uh, you know, I, I thought about it because I was like, oh, what if I don't. What if I don't like this record? And then I'm have I'm not gonna pretend like I do, but I'm like I'm like luckily it hasn't happened yet. We guests always pick the album, so it's kinda I had that happen with that um Dino Junior? The Dinosaur Junior album. I never listened to that one either. What was that what was that second album? You're living all over me. And I was like, what uh, same feeling. I was like, what if I don't like this? But you know, luckily our friends have good taste, Chris. They really do. Who was your who that? was your uh guest? That was Brent uh, Brent Lyons from Solving Sounds podcast. That was a really yeah. good episode, actually. Oh, and he's from another. He's, from he's another got yeah, another he's another podcast. Got a podcast interviews yeah. musicians, and he's a dinosaur junior fan. Yes. Big time. And you want to know a little tie here? Is this producer engineered Bug Dinosaur Junior's first uh, album? No Connections. Way. Yeah, man. Cool. We're we're starting to see a lot of overlapping. 
uh, on these, I'm sure all throughout the music industry, but on these second albums, there's been a couple that were produced by the same person. We're starting to see this kind of almost like an industry based on music music (laughs) production. We're cracking the code here. Mm -hmm. We're behind the looking glass, my friends. Right. Oh, that's cool. I want to tell my buddy Chad about about uh, this guy's podcast. What's it called again? It's called Solving Sounds with Brent Lyons. He's like uh, it's like if WTF, but just like all musicians. And he's a dinosaur junior, like aficionado. He had some. He pulled out some cool facts. Yeah. Either, when we were tweeting at each other to get him on the show, he's like, "I got mad random facts about dinosaur junior." I said, yeah. "Perfect." Awesome. It's, it's, yeah. Well, it's a good if you haven't listened to that episode. Listen to that episode. Um, on our podcast right here at the Brilliant. next episode. Yeah. Um, it, it is it's a good one. I listened to it a couple of days ago. <laughs> just grinning. That's a good, good um, <laughs> he's just, oh, he's podcast, so much man. fun to listen to. Yeah. He's uh, got great insight, man. So what, kind of, now that the album's over, and it is over. Yeah. <laughs> any overall thoughts about that? Yeah. Waco, Texas happened this year, too. Oh, shit. You know, really makes you think. <laughs> really put it in context mm. for me there. The first uh, uh, bombing of the World Trade Center. Oh, shit. That I forgot about the, that, the one that didn't quite happen. It yeah. happened, but it didn't, it, it it didn't had, get the result they wanted. It didn't take it down. And, um, you know, there it is. That's, that, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing, Jared. I'm sorry. I steamrolled your question. <laughs> we, were, we were just there at the World Trade Center, former footprint. Yeah. I see nothing about the '93 attacks. Uh, uh-uh. uh, no, swept them under the rug. I guess. Yeah. What were you wow. asking? Why we get on 9/11? I don't know. I, that's nothing. my bad. That's my we bad. go back talking about vaginas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what did he say? What was he asking? Augie, block your ears. Talking about vaginas. I'm, you know, <laughs> sorry, not in front of the dog. A dog in the room that's got one. <laughs> <laughs> well, now that is on the third album of Morphine. It's a song called <laughs> The Dog V. And, and you didn't know if it was supposed to be like Ivy or The Dog V oh, and yeah. slam it in your vein. Oh, or you, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's slang for her. I want to get some dog. Get Boy, dog get some meat. dog on you. I don't know. What were you calling it? Nothing. Well, we won't talk about it on this episode. And we ain't talking about it on the next episode either. Jason, thank you. Thanks for sitting in. We're wrapping this thing up. That was a lot of fun. You guys are awesome. So. <laughs> no, that was, that was a blast. Right back at yeah. you. Smoke weed every day. And this is... <laughs> another one. And then there's this one. <laughs> Get a lot of teeth in that one. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I had to use my fingers. <laughs> <laughs>